I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome to this week's episode of Drink of Ages radio show here on ESPN 97.5, live from House of Blues, Houston, in the restaurant at the Voodoo Stage. I'm John Denman. Tom Painter. Tom Painter. We're back, John. We're we are, back from the islands. We are back. Uh, I know that if you watch the video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can see my rockin' tan that I have, my Maui tan. We're still very, it's, very white. It's a combination probably of more mud and sunscreen than yes. anything. You listen. It's very nice. It's just, it yeah, is, you know? Nice. Just, I worked hard on this tan. But before we get going... I do want to say it is DJ Muskratch's birthday today, so happy birthday, DJ Muskratch. Happy birthday. And our music guest this week is the Lockdowns. They're going to be playing at Punks and Pints Fest happening June 26th at Spindle Tap Brewery. It's going to be a hell of a time. And our brewery guest this week, hanging out with us now from Lone Pine Brewery, we have Trevor Brown. And Blake Niederhofer. What's up, y'all? Hello. What's going on, guys? Making a nice trip from the beautiful Magnolia, Texas. Yeah, and a beautiful Houston stormy day. <laughs> it is definitely, <laughs> yeah, we, we got back, and it's, I don't know if I've really gotten off the couch since we got back because it's like perfect couch weather. It you is. Know, it was the weekend because you, know, you, know, you had the PGA Championship on, so that gave you an excuse to sit on the couch all day. Well, we almost didn't come back because it was gas shortages. It was just a constant storm, which is still going on. It was, yeah. It was like, just, just, just delay just flights stay. for just like stay. the next eight years. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been, wouldn't have been too bad. So what's going on with uh, Lone Pine? We're drinking some Yellow Rose. We have it on tap here at House of Blues. Yeah. Always good. Man, there's a ton of stuff going on in Lone Pine. We're, uh, we've got a bunch of new beer coming out. We have a lot of tap room specialty beer that we're going to drink through some of that tonight uh we're talking that is about a really that's a lot of beer in the cooler back there it's a lot but i, I like i like when it. people come prepared yes but we're uh we're talking expansion right now we're looking at uh buying some land and and expanding the brewery we're also talking about doing some cans we've got a lot of really interesting stuff coming up uh, there's just i mean uh, at the at growing the growth stage of a brewery, right? Uh, you know, you start off, you're just putting beers in glasses, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're gonna put beers in package. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're gonna. It just it just keeps going and going and going, like like it never really stops, like the ability to grow, or or what you want to grow into. Well, it stops for us when you run out of room. I was about to say, it's it not the ability to grow. Is is, <laughs> yeah, so that is what fueled the whole thing, so looking for a new place. That's right. We're busting out of the seams. Uh, just need to find a new place. We can't grow anymore unless we go up, and I don't think we're allowed to put a second store on the building. That would be a pretty... <laughs> <laughs> be the tallest building in Magnolia. We, our silo pretty much is the tallest building in Magnolia, so we, we have that honor already. It's a low bar. 
You guys still thinking about staying in the same area? Is that where you're looking? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna stay in Magnolia city limits. Well, right now we're uh, we're looking to. We'll just leave it that way. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. I mean, you guys are what eight years into it now. Yeah, so we shipped our first kegs November 30th of 2012, which seems like forever ago. But yes, so uh, we'll come up on our nine-year anniversary this year. That's fantastic. Well, we just had the Galveston Island on not, not too long ago, and their expansions and all that stuff. So it's always good to talk about buying new land, new building. That only means growth, 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 growth. And yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you guys are part of the, like the early breweries that popped up in the Houston area, and you know, to see <clears throat> still rocking and still you know making excellent beers. Now, I mean, I, I do like Yellow Rose, but that Jabberwocky is probably my favorite. We have some of that here tonight. We have some uh, bourbon barrel aged Jabberwocky as well. So we'll, I might have a we'll new favorite that in just a minute. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, it's pretty slick. Uh, when you head up to, to Magnolia, uh, like I said, you know, the brewery, last time I was there, you had the tap wall, and you just kind of walked right up, and somebody handed you a beer. Then you built a little bar. So yeah, you've done little things, but, but it was already getting pretty packed in there. And that was probably three years ago, maybe? Yeah, so we have a beer garden now. It's uh, the property adjacent to the brewery. That's the property is actually a little bit bigger than the brewery property. So, and that's where the bar is. Are you guys expand or distributing outside of like the Houston area, like hitting other markets, Austin, Dallas? Yeah, so we're we're in pretty much all of the major Texas markets. Uh, we're in Houston, Austin, Dallas, San Antonio, uh, Fort Worth. Uh, during. Uh, during COVID, we had the opportunity to expand into the valley, so pretty much McAllen to El Paso as well, uh, as well as some out into the uh, panhandle of North Texas. So we're in uh, all the major Texas markets, and we're looking at possibly going outside, but right now we're just trying to service those markets and make sure we get them to where we need to be before we go anywhere else because we want to make sure that, of course, Texas is taken care of first. Well, before brewing... What were you doing? Before uh, brewing? Before you started brewing. Well, actually, no. Even while you were uh, well, I started brewing the brewery. in college. Yeah. yeah. Before that was high school. Before yeah. that was high school. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> California coolers. Before you opened up the brewery, or while you were opening, you were still working. Are you still? No, no, no. It's been uh, June will be, shoot, two years? Yeah, two years uh, since I got out of the oil field. Yeah. So now just doing all this full time. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> it already consumes so much time to begin with to have a second career going while you have this going. Yeah, well, my wife filled all the extra time that I would have from two jobs with family stuff. So it's no different, really. I just get to see my kids more. <laughs> What um? What is this palate cleanser that is on the table? <laughs> so um, yeah, you know, we've been doing a lot of a lot of different things, kind of at the tap room, and uh, some different things. I know that we're 
kind of known for Yellow Rose and, and for our IPA portfolio being pretty thick. Um, but we've started to make a lot of stuff that's kind of lower ABV and a little bit easier to access. Uh, this is one of them. This is a ginger beer that we serve at the brewery. Uh, you know, it is a pretty much outdoor beer garden, so this is a one of those great kind of palate cleansers that you can have in between beers or, uh, you know, one of those hot Texas summer days. It's just simple and refreshing. Very good. It's <laughs> super easy. Uh, you know, just kind of lime juice and ginger and just very easily drinkable. Yeah. So don't drink it all right now. We're going to be uh, using that to yes. kind of quench things in between. So do we want to jump into beers yet? Yes. yes. Is it time? Yes, full Is speed. Is it time already? Or uh, full speed into are we beer. still doing small talk? Or? You know, the small talk is just to kind of lead in to get under the sheets. So I, I don't let's go ahead and jump the, uh, under the sheets. Yes, the, the, the seduction is over. Let the beer drink in <laughs> I'm glad it worked. Let's I, I don't beers. watch the DJ championships, so I don't, I don't know the, the proper way to MC. So. so what will be the first thing that we're going to try tonight? So, um, you know, we've been members of the Texas Craft Brewers Guild for a long time. Um, which is something we've always been really proud of. They're a, a, a great group, and a, it's a great way for us to spend time with other brewers. And so they did a what they called a liquid bake sale. Uh, we took part in that. Uh, and so the, I guess, kind of the backing behind it was to support Texas maltsters and, and Tex malt in particular. So we used all Texas malts in this, and we brewed a Berliner Weiss. Um, now we called it a BS Berliner Weiss for a few reasons. Um, one, because of bake sale, of course, and, and two, because it really doesn't fall into the Berliner Weiss. It's a little bit too high in alcohol, but uh, we also wanted to experiment some with the sour visay yeast. So um, instead of us using souring bacteria to get the tartness of the Berliner Weiss, uh, we use the uh, sour visay yeast, which is a yeast that's been uh, basically modified to where it kicks out lactic acid uh, with alcohol at the same time. We blended out with our house yeast and made this Berliner, which I think turned out amazing. So we'll uh, we'll start with that. I like when people say, you know, the ABB was higher than what it should be. Yeah, we, we can't right sell beers uh, less than 5.2% alcohol because we only have the manufacturer's or brewer's permit. So bureaucracy laws <laughs> or just more fun to brew bigger beers yeah. well one of the things that also is different about this beer uh, besides the fact that we use the different souring method is it has uh, rye hybrid malt in there from Tex malt so it's got some rye which isn't typical for Berliner Weiss either alright let's crack it open pass it down Everybody loves the sound of a can opening. So we, while we were making a, a sour, we didn't want it to be overpoweringly sour. So we, uh, it is going to be a little bit more muted than some of the really sour beers that you may get from other breweries. But we thought it, it came across really balanced, and we were really happy with how it turned out. That is incredibly refreshing. That's a good beer. Uh, yeah, it's not too tart. Five IBUs. Yes, all of them. All of the IBUs. <laughs> all the IBUs. No, it, it's a uh, 
more of that limey taste, that little sourness yeah. to it. But easy drinking, very light. What yeah. was it? What right was it? on summer day. For what sure. was the ABV again? Um, the ABV on the Berliner is right at 5.3. Five, 5.3? Three. Five, three? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty tasty. Definitely another one of those kind of lighter summer beers that, that you can drink in the heat. Yeah, you can pretty much drink that one anytime, though. Yeah. yeah it's, I don't know. I'm a big sour fan. I like sour beers. Uh, so that's one of those that... Yeah, but this isn't that sour. This is pretty just throw it back. Yeah, yeah this, this like would it. be pretty tasty with a shot of gin in it. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm not really a fan of sour beers, and um, and this one I, I've been drinking quite a bit of. So, you know, it, it's one of those. It's it's kind of a gateway sour, I think. I think it's it's definitely a it's accessible to people that aren't always into sours. All right, let's take a break. And well, I need to refill this big glass, even though we have several small glasses we're going to be drinking from. This one needs to be filled up. And let's go ahead and listen to some of the Lockdowns, who, like I said, is going to be playing at Punks and Pints Fest June 26th. Look it up online, Facebook, all that. Get your tickets. Only a few left for VIP. And we get back, we'll talk more with Lone Pine Brewery. This is Drink of Ages. We'll be right back. Platypus Brewing, brew with a Texan heart and Australian soul. Local brew craft beer, full restaurant, wine and cider, private event space located a stone's throw from downtown at 1902 Washington Avenue. What's your choice? Taco Tuesday, surf and turf steak night Wednesday, barbecue Thursday, smoked in house, fish and chips Friday, the best in town, covered patio and kids menu available, and up to 15 beers on tap including a range of cores and always new specialties from blondes, sours, IPAs, ambers and porters and stouts. Whatever your choice, we look forward to seeing you. Hey, book your next event at Platypus, platypusbrewing.com. 
Fresh off the canning line, a true anomaly is Contact Light with four packs available now. A blend of styles, Contact Light takes the best parts of the Saison and the IPA. Voting in Mosaic and Amarillo Hops for a spiced-up, hop-forward grapefruit and peach refresher. If you're heading out to watch the Astros, stop by for a beer before the game. True Anomaly is walking distance from all the stadiums. Or just hang out in the tap room and watch it. Trivia every Tuesday evening in the tap room starts at 7.30 with badass prizes. Check out the website to book the barrel room for your next event at trueanomalybrewing.com. Hey, Houston. Megaton Brewery is hosting a series of Texas craft rodeo events throughout the month of May. Live music craft beer, and food trucks every weekend, ending with a rodeo-themed market on Sunday, May 23rd, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Megaton is Kingwood's hometown brewery, located at 808 Russell Palmer Road. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date. See you at Vault 808. Hey, this is Shane with New Magnolia Brewing Company. We're a family-owned and operated brewery located at 1616 Bettis Street in the historic Houston Heights. Neighborhood brew pub serving up a high-rotation, high-variety of finely crafted beers, everything from an award-winning American Light Lager, IPA, Funky Sours, and European classics like our award-winning Father Bernard's Grudzinski, a 400-year-old Polish smoked wheat ale. Ready to join the new Magnolia Bike and Run Club? Both launch weekly from the brewery. Check Instagram and Facebook for details. Taproom open seven days a week, plenty of parking, two very expansive outdoor seating areas, spacious, indoor tap room, family, and dog-friendly. Hey, this is Blake Harris, the general manager of Rudyard's British Pub. Just want to invite you guys out to our Thursday night steak and pint night. It's $25 for a 16-ounce New York strip, party potatoes, Caesar salad, and a free pint. As well, starting at 7 o'clock, we've got $4 pints all night long. Right now, we're doing about 20 on drafts. And in the near future, we will be increasing that number. So come check us out. We're at 2010 Wall Drive in Montrose. We are back. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show here live at House of Blues, Houston. I'm John Didman, Tom Painter, co-host, DJ Muskrash, the producer over there. Happy birthday to him. And hanging out tonight is Lone Pine Brewery. We have Trevor and Blake. Man, how about the lockdowns, right? Man, and our band, music guests this week, they jam. Yeah, man, having having a band like that though makes it a marathon for us, right? Because you get like a two minute break. It, well, yeah. having the jam on that House of Blues stage is, <laughs> is you know that, so that, cool. that, that band was was jamming. It's, it's like, 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 you get the Ramones on. Their songs are like ninety seconds. Yeah, like okay, yeah. hurry up, <laughs> back, back. But speaking of things going on here at House of Blues, though, coming up, uh, got a lot of cool stuff going on, which is badass because everything was shut down for so long. And now you're starting to see venues open back up. You're starting to see live music again, concerts, comedy shows, and all that. And coming up here on June 1st, Houston Jazz Orchestra is going to be playing here on the stage. Jesse Payton Comedy here in the restaurant on June 4th. ACDC cover band Back in Black on the main hall. I know. I saw Trevor. Trevor got excited on that one. I'm going to write that down. But it was good. And then... uh, Keith Hickle Band is going to also be playing here in the restaurant. 
and June eleventh. Yeah. There's the main a whole slew of th- Well, June eleventh is when the whole David Bowie like stuff starts taking over this place, and I'm yes. all about it. So here in the restaurant, Electric Eye is going to be happening. A David Bowie tribute band. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And Sounds upstairs, like that. that same in the main hall, and it might be the first concert back. Blackberry Smoke. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with Blackberry Smoke. If you haven't heard them, look them up. Badass. I, I started singing it earlier. Tom looked at me, and I'm like, no, man. I feel a good one coming on. Yeah, you, yeah, you kept on saying that, but you're, the way you were looking at me about the good one was making me very <laughs> comfortable. The, uh, or more comfortable? I don't know. The, uh, no, but everything's returning back to normal, right? Like, I know at No Label, our tap room is, everything is turning back to normal. And the people, people, are, people getting out. Yeah, so. the stuff is happening at tap rooms. Tap rooms are, are coming back to life in full force. They are. We're seeing, uh, well, we're, we're so weather-dependent weather in Lone Pine. We have a very small inside area. But uh, when it's nice, yeah, there's people everywhere. It's great. I mean, people, yeah. people are ready to get back to the drinking again. And, and luckily, it seems like most breweries have kind of weathered the storm and we certainly were taking a lot of hits during the during the year. There's a lot of unknowns out there, and it was like how it end up. And some sometimes some, I mean some were lucky to end up better than how they started. I mean, well, I think uh, a lot of people returning to tap rooms right now that haven't been there in a year. They're gonna be like, man, did they paint the place? They fixed that window. <laughs> you yeah. know, they they did work around the brewery and made it shinier. Man, I, I'll tell you though, one of the really neat parts about the the COVID deal, if you can be excited about any of it is all of the support that we were shown you know the uh, you know the save breweries movement that you know the the guild put on and the you know there are a lot of different groups around town that organize you know beer to go pickups and you know even the ability to sell beer to go is has been something relatively new to breweries that was a, a huge help during this thing so you know all of the support it's it's great to see people coming back and hanging out and be able to stay and have a drink you know, in the in the beer garden, but um, man, what what a great community that supported us through the, you know, through the hard times because it was it was really tough being, you know, not having a, a beer garden for as long as we did. Yeah, especially when that's a big part of your business model, and just to be shut down like that, it's with, just the most profitable part. It's just just <laughs> <laughs> the only most profitable part of a brewery. You know, is the beer coming out of the faucets there. Yeah, I don't even want to get into it. Yeah, our, our our state, you know, I like living in Texas, but man, sometimes they do things and you're like, what? Where where'd that come from? Then they do other things, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And they do something else, you're like, where where? Who is this? <laughs> yeah, and, and especially right now, I mean, now we're all about to be, you know, all packing heat. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's uh, you know. It's in, like, in, I'm all for, like, uh, less route. restrictions, but then it's like, about none. Well, one. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a wild time. Yeah. I don't know. You think it'll change anything, really? I mean, kind of like legalizing weed. I think the people that are going to do it are already doing it. I feel the same way. And, and as soon as weed is legalized, then I think that it, it, it honestly should be. I, I might be one of the people doing it. You maybe. Not that I, yeah. Like now it's illegal, so I don't partake in the devil's lettuce. <laughs> the devil's but yeah, well, so you know, we were talking earlier about the sour visa yeasts. Um, I don't know if you've heard, or y'all may have talked about it already, but 
Uh, not only have they engineered the yeast to produce lactic acid while it produces alcohol, they've also uh, engineered a strain that produces THC. So uh, they'll basically be able to introduce yeast into a sugar water substrate and then create THC. That's going to totally change the seltzer game. <laughs> Indeed. Wow. It's, it's the next best thing since Jolly Ranchers, right? I'm to telling you. Seltzer. I don't see that in my golf cart. <laughs> Gentleman's Relish is on tab now because we floated that keg of yellow rose. Fantastic. Uh, it didn't take long? Yes. Gentleman's Relish is another one that you guys make, man. It's well, we, you're drinking beers by like the gallon. It's just kind of like... Like, you can you can float kegs quick. I know it's nice because I'll walk to the bar and I'm like, hey, give me a beer. Like the first one, they're like, would you like a 16 or a 22 ounce? It's like, yeah, I give that. It's like 22, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long show. Yeah, <laughs> please don't touch. So you broke out some more cans. Yeah, I broke out. Uh, you know, like I said, we've been doing a lot of uh, experimental stuff. Uh, so. We have this Saison here that uh, Graham, our, uh, one of our longtime brewers, uh, has had this uh, <laughs> has had this recipe, and so we've this is this is from a test batch, but we are about to brew it full scale, um, so you'll be seeing this Saison coming out soon. So just wanted to let you guys give it a shot and kind of get a initial thought. It's a, a Belgian Saison versus a French one. Uh, it's what Graham prefers, and uh, it's his recipe. So what's the big difference between a Belgian and a French Saison? The yeast strain. Uh, the Belgian yeast strain is a little funkier, and it's a little sweeter, whereas the French one's pretty tart and dry. And it's also not very nice. Because <laughs> it's, it's French. It's, it's kind of insulting. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know what you're saying to me, but I don't like the way it's looking at me. Uh, <clears throat> I will say this about Saison's. It is probably one of my least favorite styles next to the Hefeweizen. <laughs> and I'm just not a big fan of them. You sure. know, I'm not sure why. It is because everything that when they're described to me, I feel like it's a beer I'm really going to enjoy. and I, I'm well aware of John's distaste of Hefeweizens. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and bananas. I like bananas and cloves I, <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. But this, this one here, uh, a lot of those properties are, are more subtle. Is that uh, just... It's got the Belgian-y flavor to it for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the phenolics you just don't like. That sounds like maybe... Yeah, it's yeah, not that. Let me let me rephrase that because Uh-oh, I will definitely drink them, but I said it's my least favorite one, right? It's not that I don't like them. It's just some of my least favorite styles. <laughs> All right, we'll tell Graham you said it sucked. It's fine. Just just <laughs> let him know. Tell him to text me. <laughs> no, it's now this is a you get a lot. Get a lot of fruitiness out of this. It's all the yeast. It's, yeah. It's all the yeast. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Tom. I definitely get more of the, yeah, definitely that Belgian feel. 
It's like, this make, really makes me want to jump into a trip hell. Well, so that's the last of the light, easily accessible beers. It's all so, big ones from here. So, uh, so someone cheered in the crowd. So, so <laughs> yeah. what you're saying is things are about to get better. Yeah. Yes. Or go downhill, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> Don't be an ABVist. <laughs> Don't we have a double Hefeweizen in there? Yeah. <laughs> Who does the editing? No, this one, this, this I could, I, I can sit around and drink. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to throw it down a six-pack. And again, it's my own personal preference. There's nothing. This is a good beer. Uh, it's a very well-made beer, but it's just, man, Saison's. I don't know. I keep trying to, trying to like them. It's kind of like scotch, right? I keep wanting to, like, I feel like at the stage kinda of my like life, it's just <laughs> Burnett, even. You know, it just, <clears throat> I, I feel like at this stage of my life, I'm supposed to be, my palate's supposed to be more sophisticated where I like olives and I like scotch. Yeah. And what else do I not like? Cigars. Cigars, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, cigars, you know, I can, I can dabble some cigars, you know, hanging out and stuff like that, but uh, I still don't like scotch. Do you like bourbon or whiskey? I do like bourbon. Yeah, I've yeah. tried to like scotch, too. I don't know what it is about it. There was this one scotch we tried that, do you remember what it was called, Blake? It was super smoky. It was terrible. The guy who gave it to us is actually <laughs> yeah. here, Greg, back there. Hey, super Greg, smoky. what's that called? <laughs> terrible. What's the name of that scotch, Greg? No, nothing. <laughs> anyway, it tasted like licking an ashtray. Mm. Well, yeah. so... Uh, I know that you've had Jabberwocky before. We were talking about it before. Um, so one of the things that we've started doing at the brewery that we're having a lot of fun with is um, once on the second Saturday of every month, we're having a market day where all of the local artisans come up and they bring, it's basically a farmer's market, um, and they bring up all kinds of, of unique crafts and salsas and everything else. And one of the things that we've been doing with it is Every second Saturday when we have the market days, we're doing a, a barrel release as well. So um, this month's was a bourbon barrel aged Jabberwocky. Ooh. So I have both regular Jabberwocky here and bourbon barrel aged Jabberwocky. And I'm excited about this. I saw, I saw John's eyes just like so, wide. Yeah. <laughs> After we all drink bourbon barrel Jabberwocky, we're all going to have to say... Bourbon Barrel Jabberwocky. <laughs> I will do my best. All right. All right well, here, here's the first. I did uh, finish the Saison really quickly because it said Jabberwocky, but I, it definitely is growing on me, right? Because it is it is a very easy drinking. Uh, like I say, I'm not, I'm not getting the big flavors. Nothing against El Jefe from, from the label, but it's... it's uh, Man, like, like that, just those, those bananas, those cloves, and those, those, those like you said, the fox, the, the, the yeast is producing out of these beers. I, I don't know. But this one is definitely drinking a lot faster. As I said before, I'm, I'm very much aware of John's distaste of Hefeweizen's. <laughs> <laughs> Over here, I don't think Tom's had any. All right, so this is the barrel aged. And we do have some backups of these, so for those of you that are here, if you want a little splash, or Tom and John, if you want some more, we've got plenty. Mmm, it's all in that nose. 
like this, this I could drink all afternoon for about an hour and a half. It's <laughs> 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 really good. Yeah, it's pretty cold. If you let it warm up a little, it, the whiskey really starts to come out. What's well, coming out right now? That's perfect because yeah. it's time to go to break. So <laughs> let's take a break. Let's let this warm up a little bit. We're going to listen to some more lockdowns. Yeah, maybe uh, grab another glass so you can drink the bourbon barrel next to the regular Jabberwock. Side by side. Bottles, you can do it side by side. I like it. All right, we're hanging out with Lone Pine. This is the lockdowns. We're here at House of Blues, Houston. Drink of Ages. We'll be right back. Our friends down in Dickinson is where you need to go if you're feeling sluggish, non-energetic, and non-motivated, not just when you're hungover. Get to know your numbers. As we get a little older, our hormone levels change, men and women. KT Wellness can help. Weight loss, hormone optimization, low testosterone, B12, Botox, and more. Stop in and tell them that you heard it on Drink of Ages and get a free B12 shot. KTWellness.com. Why not feel your best again? KTWellness.com. Lots of exciting things happening at Valentin's Brewery in Pearland. First, excellent beers on tap, brewed by Val and the gang. 
And second is a taproom expansion and a new brew house going in, making Valenson's even more badass. Open Friday through Sunday. Stop in and try the pineapple craze. This beer is a hazy raw ale based off traditional Eastern European style of brewing with no boil. But they are making some very interesting things. Follow them on social media for updates. I will see you there for a pint. You may have noticed there have been quite a few changes at No Label, and they are steadily pumping out tasty brews. With their new head brewer trailer bringing in his West Coast brewing skills, taps have been flowing with lots of hoppy deliciousness like Cali Boy West Coast IPA. I'm real excited about what they're doing on the West Side. Top Room is open seven days a week, very family and dog friendly. Make the short trip to Katie and see what is happening at No Label. Follow them on social media for events and beer releases. No Label Brewing Company. Eureka Heights has been making interesting and approachable and fun beers since 2016. If you like awards, they got them. How about two gold medals at the Great American Beer Festival, the largest beer competition in the United States? The beers include flagships like Buckle Bunny Cream Ale, one of my all-time favorites, Mini Boss IPA, to seasonals like Neon Moon Belgian Single, plus launching soon, Busy Pants Hard Seltzer. You can find their tasty beverages all across Houston or at the Tap Room located in the Heights. The Tap Room is currently open Thursday through Sunday and is probably jamming out to some Yacht Rock right now, keeping it smooth and mellow. Eureka Heights, grab some beers and some high fives. Happy 5th anniversary to Bobby and the gang at Back Pew Brewing up in Porter. Badass place to go and have some excellent pints. While you're there, try the anniversary beer Rand, a Belgian Golden Strong Ale fermented in fresh toasted oak barrels and bottle conditioned. Clocking it at a nice 9% ABV, this is one excellent beer. Also be on the lookout for Chola, a Mexican-style lager that is way too crushable, especially as temperatures are rising. Check it all out at backpewbrewing.com or stop by the sanctuary for some pints. Crash a producer, Jason Esparza over there doing all the badass video that you see. Our band this week, music guest, the lockdowns. Lockdowns. Killing it, man. Killing it, yeah. They uh, uh they're really good. They are. Our and brewery guests. In spite of Jimmy. 
Well, that's what the cool thing though is like Jimmy Ammons, who's singing a lot, playing a lot of guitar, also works for Lone Pint. Yeah. Who is our guest? Trevor Blake still hanging out with us. Blake uh, decided it was time to break out the big beers. Yeah, I, for I this was told one. that we're coming towards the end, so we decided to skip over the light stuff. Well, I think we left a segment with Jabberwocky. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, <laughs> uh, time to graduate the, from an eight and a half. The barrel-aged version of that. So, <laughs> All right, so. so that's so good. Did we all get to try the bourbon barrel jabber next to the just jabber-jabber? Now I sound like I'm completely drunk saying jabber-jabber. <laughs> yes. That it made sense to me. All right, so the uh, the next pair we're gonna try, a couple of light sessionable laser krakens. Um, so this is our imperial stout. We did it a couple of different ways. Um, we have the way that we bottled here, the regular laser kraken, which was um, an imperial stout that we used Polencio sugar in to get the ABV way way up there, and then we. Aged it in uh, Alpleton Estate rum barrels and a couple of different seasonings and spices. So uh, that's awesome. And then we also have the coconut rum barrel equivalent. Um, so you'll get one that's. <laughs> Which one's the. So if you did, what, what, you what's know. the first one that we just poured? So the, the first one you should start with is just the regular laser cracking. Gotcha. There's the coconut. This this one. I like coconut. All right, so you have two different, two different barrel aged. Oh. Well, it's the same barrel aged beer with different stuff in each barrel. It's the same base beer that was barreled in different ways. So um, it's an imperial stout all the way through. Uh, I'm glad you said it because I tried, man. (laughs) 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 It was. This is going to be a fun one. The, the hairs yeah. of my arm are going up. What's the ABV on this? Uh, <laughs> runs around TABC certified is 13.3. You got to oh. like rum. Fortunately, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How many bottles of rum were drank in Maui? Oh, my. Yeah. yeah there's a familiar Maui feeling to this. It's mm. kind of the uh, island life. Yeah, I think that's. It's part of the deal. Fantastic. No, that's really good. It, when you start getting into some of the barrel-aged stouts, it becomes like one of the smoothest beers you can drink. Right? Everybody likes these really light beers. Like, oh, they're so easy to drink. But to me, like this is, is just such a like soft, easy beer to drink. And it's yeah. 13%. Yeah. yeah. I, I love barrel-aged beers because when I was... Uh, before I was in industry, that's the thing I chased of the industry, was those kind of divine reserves and all that, right. or, or the you know the bishop barrel, you know like all that stuff before. But it was it was just a magical time of a lot of barrel aged beers before the hazies and everything mm-hmm. kind of took over like that, and so so that's where the love began. <laughs> So they still make hazies, right? Like, that's still a thing? I, I don't know. Uh, some brews out there. I don't know, John. Uh, do no, do I, any I, brews? I, I, it's it's a fad. Hazies? It'll go away. You guys just wait. It's going to go away. We're going to get back to 
Uh, I'm still waiting on those the the, the big sours. You I, know, sours. I'm looking at your shirt directly, John. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in, in that vein, that yeah, we're getting into barrel aged beers like 15 years after barrel aged beers were cool. Um, <laughs> the last one that we're gonna have tonight is a white stout, which I know is the bane of. Many people, it's the, uh, you know, it's kind of a black IPA, kind of hated on style. Uh, but we partnered with Cuvée Coffee, which is really cool, out of, um, out of Austin. And we, we did this white stout that uh, we just put into bottles for the first time today. They're currently unreleased. They'll ship next week. But we have some here for Drink of Ages Radio, of course. Excellent. But before we get to this, these here... Uh, how can people drink these beers? Because both of them are phenomenal. So, um, Laser Kraken and Coconut Laser Kraken, they're both on tap at, uh, up at the brewery. So, um, like I said, on, on our market days, which is the second Saturday of the month, we always do barrel releases. The Coconut Laser Kraken was part of that series. Um, so, we still have some. Um, it's available at the brewery, and then the Laser Kraken was available in bottles. Um, still hit or miss available, and then um, you know you, you can still get it at the brewery. And at the brewery, we're able to do crowlers and growlers. We don't limit it. Uh, when we're out, we're out, but we'll we'll sell whatever until we get to that point. I like that you're pairing barrel-aged beers with the market days. There's nothing like doing some shopping and doing some incredibly... Incredibly heavy drinking. I tell you, well, the, the, it opens the up the wallet. The vendors are on board. I would have yeah, The sure. vendors are like, man, this guy came in. They're I don't like, even come, know who's his out credit for card. A beer and and everything. Do some shopping. Yeah. yeah, it works. It works. Uh, that is no lie. I mean, I, I just want to give you money right now. I don't even know why. Yeah, we'll take it. That's cool. <laughs> so, so what kind of a barrel aged program do you got, guys got over there? If you're saying like so, like like what every two weeks, once a month, like when these market days are happening. So we um, we basically have been over the last few years. We do a major barrel release um, during our anniversary month. Um, most of the time we miss our anniversary, so it usually comes out like a month later. But yeah. uh, it, in theory, it's our anniversary beer. Um, so we do about a 1,000 gallons into barrels that comes out in bottles. Um, but we've recently started, like I said, doing small barrel aging nice. uh, programs at the brewery. And we've been having a lot of fun with it. Uh, one of our... Uh, one of our brewers, uh, Aaron, he's kind of taken charge of the barrel program and has come up with some really cool stuff. So we were able to do these small releases every month, and then we do a major release once a year. And we actually, coming up on July 3rd, we're having a gin barrel-aged Jabberwocky Release that's going to be a, a major release on July 3rd. It's going to be a music festival. We're we're trying to sign the lockdowns. We don't know if we'll be able to get them to play, but we're really hoping 
that we can find somebody that might be open to it. They're probably busy. Yeah. So is the the best western still open on two forty nine? Yeah. I the might need a Magnolia place to sleep. Inn and Suites is very nice this time of year. No. Yes. The courtyard at the Executive Inn and Suites is exquisite. It's exquisite. For you and your wedding party. Right. <laughs> but there are places to stay. Um, if you want to come up, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lot of fun. That's July 3rd, and then if you want to stay over, July 4th uh, is on a Sunday this year, and they're doing a big um, fireworks display at the park down the street from us, and we're having a video game truck for the kids. That's going to be a lot of fun. We've started doing a lot more kind of in the beer garden lately. Everybody seems to be more comfortable in the outdoor areas, which is, is great because that's all we have. So... Um, it works out for everybody. And like Father's Day weekend, we have a, a big cornhole tournament. We're raffling off a, a few big merch baskets and stuff to support the um, the church across the streets doing a, a big serial drive. So, you know, we have stuff going almost every weekend. We have live music. So we're, we're doing a lot of neat stuff at the beer garden, like these limited release barrel-aged beers and, and, and different you know, themed weekends and stuff. I can't tell you which one I think is the best because I'm going back and forth. Yeah, if you're watching the video, you can the see coconut. It. <laughs> coconut. The coconut's good, but man, they're they're both really really good. Yeah. They both, yeah, they both have strengths. One is definitely very rummy. Yeah, it was left in the barrels quite a while. It also had a vanilla bean, a couple different peppercorns, nutmeg, and cinnamon in the barrels as well. I mean, how often when you when you're doing a beer like this, where you're you're adding so much stuff to the barrel? Because are you adding it all in the very beginning, or are you adding it as the beer is aging? We add it in the very beginning, and we had talked about doing some tinctures, or or you know maybe trying to distill some of the flavors out. But we we just went in with the spices and and. They, they did a great job on, on the barreling process, but it turned out really well. Yeah, both of them, you know, uh, of course, are very sessionable beers. <laughs> for the, the, If your session is 20 minutes. Yeah, yes. I mean, you know, <laughs> after, right, like right after breakfast. Or you don't you're... require to know how the session ends. <laughs> yeah, sure, there you go. And when you need a, a nap after lunch, these are great. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of beers. Th- these beers are great for kick-starting conversations. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. No, these are great. And I love the fact that you're releasing one of these like once a month. I mean, I mean that's fantastic. That's a pretty, pretty aggressive uh, release schedule. But it's not a whole batch. Keep that in mind. This is just a couple barrels just for the beer garden itself. Yeah. I mean, it's still, you know, a, co- a commitment to barrel-aged beers is really, it's hardly seen anymore, I feel like. Like, I mean, Valensons or like something like, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, there, there's a <laughs> few breweries out there they're, they're, yeah. they're doing, but <clears throat> I can't think of any of them that have like, hey, this is going to be our barrel-aged release schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and can sit there and actually release those beers when they say they're going to. I know it's hard for us to believe we're releasing it when we say we're going to as well. We uh, <laughs> we failed a lot in that way, but it's working now. 
I don't know if you caught what Blake said earlier, but we're going to do our first bottle release of a barrel-aged beer, besides our anniversary beer, with uh, Jabberwocky aged in gin barrels, which is... No. No, that's when John's eyes widened. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's two of my favorite things. I'm not going to lie. I love the Jabberwocky and gin. No, it's exciting times, man. And um, looking forward to coming and hanging out at the new location. Yeah, once you guys figure that one out, I mean, just being able to expand and to the point where, like, all right, it's time to grow. We need to build something new. We need bigger, better things. And I'm I proud of if, you guys. I don't know if anybody said it out loud, but uh, word is that we may see yellow rose in cans um, before the second quarter of next year. Wow. <laughs> Somebody's still listening. All right. Well, yeah, but so that 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 may be coming with the expansion. So uh, keep looking out for things that's, that for things that are going on in the beer garden. We've got a lot of uh, fun expansion stuff coming with the new property, with a foray into cans and new beers and new labels. So lots of fun stuff going on. Yeah, and a lot of super kick-ass stuff that seems to be on the horizon. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good note to kind of end this all on. Yep. Uh, man, no, Trevor, Blake, man, appreciate you guys hanging out tonight, man. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for sharing all the beers. Uh, for the record, sir, you're not done, so <laughs> we've got a whole cooler to drink. Through. Is this, uh, this is the fourth segment that you find on the dark web. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to cost you two bitcoins. Yeah. <laughs> Just see but the deep cuts. This is where you go to my OnlyFans page. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, uh, you know you. Kevin's about to have you're a, a subscriber. Get back to your booth. <laughs> All right, now appreciate you guys coming and hanging out, man. Uh, really, you guys make fantastic beers. You've always been one of my favorites, man. It's always fun hanging out with both of you. Well, thank you so much Thanks. for having us. All right, I want to thank everybody for coming out tonight. To House of Blues, hanging out for a Drink of Ages radio show here, and the lockdowns for playing some badass music. Uh, Kevin Murphy, DJ Muskratch, happy birthday. You can uh, find any of the old shows by going to SoundCloud or iTunes and all that. Sponsored by No Label Brewing. I know, I'm looking at Tom, yeah, man. Because cue cards or something. I was well, going to be found in my mind space. It's one of those that, that like, Tom sponsors this part of the show for a long time. And he's like, all right, now say it. It's like, all right, <laughs> say those words. But, but by looking at you, I, I'm seeing this. What looks like just a murder spree on this table Man, of just cans and bottles. It's just so much beer. It's probably so why this segment's beer. going so long and Kevin's giving <laughs> us all the looks in the world. And, and so is Jace. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. I <laughs> all right, you can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to SoundCloud, iTunes, and various other dark places on the web, uh, Spotify, and some other stuff. Stop listing services. And <laughs> Thank everybody for listening. Everybody be safe. Next week we'll... Hey, can, we'll I, can I say something ridiculous real quick? Of course. So I promised one of my guys that I would plug his uh, barbecue Instagram. So me, you, and barbecue at Instagram or whatever, however that works. And then please don't follow me at Lone Pint Niederhofer. <laughs> but... <laughs>
But follow Chris and meet you in barbecue. I promise. Cheers. I, th- I think for that, he should have brought us ribs. Yeah. Yes. Well, next time, he will require time. ribs. We could do a whole other segment on barbecue. All right. All right, here we go. <laughs> we'll talk to everybody next week. 